Okay. All right, let's get started. So I'm excited today to be chatting with you about website SEO and the 10 things that every website needs. Um, first of all, let me introduce myself. If I had a, a Wikipedia page, this is what it would say. Um, my name is Brittany Schroeder and I am a business and marketing coach. Um, I was a high school senior photographer for 10 years and I owned a photography magazine um, for five years. We recently, well, we sold it like five years ago. Um, I also have been really involved in nonprofit work. I have my own nonprofit and I've done nonprofit work for 15 years. Um, about five years ago, I started my own nonprofit and um, in the process, I um, decided that I was gonna transition straight to business coaching. I actually had moved. I was in El Paso, Texas, and now I'm in Houston, Texas. And um, I decided that I was gonna just go straight business coaching. Um, I didn't realize that it rained so much in Houston. So I thought that, that that was a good time to transition. So that is kind of me, but this is my my why, and this is my family. Um, I have been married 23 years, and I this picture is a little outdated, but um, this is I have a 17 year old son and a 13 year old daughter and a labradoodle. So this is me. Um, this will be the checklist. So I'm going to go over all the 10 things, and I'm going to show you guys how to do everything on your website. But this will be the checklist that you can download, and it will have the links to some of the um, ways to test your website on there. And I'll put this slide up at the end too, but it's brittanyschroeder.com forward slash website checklist. So you can grab your checklist there. Um, as we go through things, you'll, you'll learn how and what to do. So we're first going to start off by talking about what is SEO. So SEO it feels like it's overwhelming. I think a lot of people feel really overwhelmed by SEO, but it doesn't have to be. Um, so SEO is the higher rank results or pages translate to more traffic and more sales. So it's important to know what SEO is and how it works so that you can leverage it in your business. So SEO, search engine optimization, um, you want to make sure that you, if people are searching for you as a photographer, you want to make sure that your page is coming up and you want it to be hopefully coming up and there's hopefully coming up on page one. Um, but you want to make sure that you are visible. SEO can sometimes take a lot of work to do. And um, one of the things about SEO that's different than social media is it has a long lifespan, meaning if you do things with your SEO now, it, it, ha it stays for a long time. With social media, it's a short lifespan. So you can post something on social media, but then it's gone or it gets buried the next day because of the algorithm. But with SEO, it's something that if you put in the time and effort and you work on it, um, it has long, more long-lasting results. So you can do a blog post or optimize a website and it can, it can rank for years and years. So SEO is really important that you um, put the time in there. We have to remember that Google is still the number one search tool that people are using to find small businesses. So it's important that you, at the very least, optimize your website, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. 
So the very first thing that you want to do with your website is you want to make sure that your website is indexed. You want to index your website. So what is indexing? So indexing is like Google's brain and it's where it stores all the information that the, the crawlers discover. So they have these little things called crawlers and they scan over each page and they tell Google like, oh, there, this is the information on here. So when somebody Googles, they can hopefully if they Google something that one of your websites has on there. Google says, oh, yeah, I know a website that matches up with what you're searching for. So you want to make sure that your website is indexed. Um, another thing to note is your website, each page is scanned differently and can rank differently. So don't, it's not like a, it's not like an all, like a one and done and just all in one, but like your about me page can rank different than your portfolio page or your um, pricing can rank different than like your homepage. So it's important that you optimize all of your pages and you're putting in the appropriate keywords for those pages um, because each page can rank differently. Um, with that being said, that's why it's important if you, with your portfolio, if you are, if you do more than one thing with photography. So if you are do wedding and you do high school seniors or you do newborns or families, you wanna have a page for each so that you can optimize for each. Because again, you can rank on different pages and the more pages you have that are optimized, the better chance you have of ranking on Google. So how do you check to see if your website is indexed? Um, this is the website is, um, it's search.google.com search-console, or you can just search Google console and this, this will be the URL that will pull up. So this is where you go and you will put in your, um, it'll, it'll prompt you and walk you through how to set it up if it's your very first time. Um, but the way that you do it is you will come to this page. This will, will be what the dash, like the dashboard will look like. And you'll see a section that says URL inspection. In the URL inspection, you're just going to put in your URL for your website and it will tell you if your URL is on Google. So I had my nonprofit and I had people say, I'm having a really hard time finding your website. And it should come up. It's not a super saturated name or anything like that. And I had transitioned my website. I had changed um, a bunch of stuff on my website. And I had noticed that it hadn't, when I came to check the URL, I had I noticed that it wasn't indexed. And that's why it's not showing up. That doesn't mean that somebody can't go and put in your exact website and it will show up. It just means that it's not, it won't show up in, a, in the search engine. So your website will still show up, but it won't be search. It's not a searchable. So you want to make sure that your URL, that you've indexed it and that it is showing up in Google. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is broken links. So a broken link is a link on a website that no longer works because the website is experiencing one or more of the following issues. Um, the destination web page has been moved or no longer exists. An invalid URL has been entered for the link by the web page owner or the linked web page has been removed from the website. So this can affect your SEO. If you have a lot of broken links, um, it, it, it tells Google, it like it penalizes you and you won't you're not as searchable. So for example, I had a client and I was doing a website audit 
for her. And she had been in the photography industry for 15 years. And she had um, blogged for different forums or she'd been featured in different places. Some of those places had gone out of business or they didn't renew like their URL. So she had hundreds and hundreds of broken links. So anytime you say you do a photo shoot and you're gonna tag like a boutique or you wanna tag a vendor and they go out of business, then, and they don't have a website, but you are linking them on your website, this could like hurt your, your SEO. So you wanna make sure that you are checking your broken links. So how do you do that? Um, you can go to deadlinkchecker.com. And again, that um, link will be in the checklist and you can check and it will tell you exactly what links are broken. So this is something that you wanna do on a regular basis just to make sure that you are fixing any of the links that are not working on your website. Okay, the next thing we're gonna talk about, and this is, I feel like is, this is the overwhelming part for people, is your website copy and your keywords. So it's really important that you put keywords and good copy on your website. I think as photographers, a lot of times, our imagery does the talking for us, but with that being said, you still have to put in really good copy and really good keywords. So kind of a formula that I use with my clients is what is the problem, what is the solution, and what is the results? So think of your photography business and think of what are people looking for? What would they be searching for on Google? And you want to implement that into your copy. So for example, if you are a high school senior photographer in North Carolina, you can put the copy in there. Um, are you looking for uh, like the best high school senior photography in North Carolina? I am, a, you know, like I have been a photographer for 10 years or I'm an experienced photographer or you can even talk about like your style. And then you can say, I give you the most amazing, like cherished memories or, or, or like images, whatever it is to help you capture like your seniors um personality or whatever but you want to you want to use like the verbiage that what are people looking for what are the what are the keywords that people are looking for so you want to create a list of keywords that your ideal audience might be searching for and you want to place those relevant keywords in the first fold of your home page then you want to make sure that you use the keywords throughout your website so this is the first fold. So basically that means the very first part of your website before people have to start scrolling. That is what the first fold is. So a lot of times, and I know, cause I was a photographer, we wanna put this amazing like image and super emotional moving image on there. And that is fine, but you wanna make sure that you are including what you do and who, who you work with and be very specific in there. So you can see in mine, it says my name. It also says I help entrepreneurs automate their business, create systems, convert funnels, and scale to six figures and beyond. And then I just kind of put in there a little, like, again, these are all keywords. People are hopefully searching for a business coach, a marketing strategist, social media expert, a life coach, educator, whatever they're searching for. You want to make sure that you are putting that in the first fold of your website. Okay, so how do you find, how do we find these keywords? Um, how do we know what to use? Like that is a great question, right? So these are some of the tools that I use and that I recommend for my clients. The first one 
is Pinterest, then Google, and then keywords everywhere are the three main tools that I like to use. So Pinterest is awesome because Pinterest is, uh, has a search engine built into it. Um, meaning it will tell you what people are searching for. Pinterest is also, this could be a whole other training, but is also a great tool for photographers because it has the search engine built in. So the three main um, platforms that, there's more, but these are the three main ones that have the search engine built in. YouTube, Pinterest, and Google are the three that have the search engine that you can search for specific things. So this is a great tool to use to find out what keywords people are searching for. So how you use Pinterest is you go to the search bar at the top of your Pinterest page and you can put in a keyword. You can just put in one keyword and it auto auto generates what are the most commonly searched keywords that are related to that word. So it gives you a bunch of different ideas on, you get to see what people are actually searching for. So we have two kinds of keywords. We have a short tail keyword and a long tail keyword. A short tail keyword can be like one or two words. So it could be senior photographer. A long tail keyword can be a sentence or a group of words. So it can be um, the best high school senior photographer in North Carolina or something like that. Or um, who, like, who are um, high school senior photographers that shoot sports or something like that because a long tail keyword is like a sentence and it's something that people will actually search so pinterest is a great tool um put in some of the keywords that people search for or that you think that people are searching for and it will give you more ideas and this is a great place to start to to get a list of keywords google has the same thing you have this built-in search tool and you can put in one word one or two words and it's going to auto populate and tell you what are the like what are other terms that are related to that word? And this is a great way to, to, to generate your list of keywords for your website. Another tool, now this one costs, but it is a plugin, a Chrome plugin. Um, what a, not a, not a plugin, a Chrome extension. Um, what an extension is, it's kind of like an app, but for your web browser. And um, this, I think this has some free features and then you can pay to get more. But it is another one where it does the same thing. You put in one word and then you can see on the right hand side, it just like gives you suggestions that are commonly searched terms that are related to that word. So those are the three um, tools that are, are free and help you get your key list, your, um, your um, keywords. Okay. Um, I talked about this um, briefly, but Google ranks each page separately. So make sure each page is saturated with relevant words. Again, this is a good opportunity for if you do more than one specialty or say you want to be an educator, it really pays off to do a, an entire page dedicated to that particular thing. Um, so you could have a page for photographers, um, page for seniors, page for weddings, whatever it is but Google ranks each page separately. So make sure that each page is saturated with the relevant keywords. Okay, the next one is optimizing your images. This is a really important thing to do. It's important to make sure that your images are sized and named properly. Um, sometimes it depends on your website. Um, 
you have to size them a little bit bigger. I know for me, I love a big like banner, big, amazing picture. And sometimes it has to be sized a little bit bigger. Um, but you want to make sure that they are optimized, that there is their size as small as they can without losing the integrity. Um, this is a great, again, this is a great place to go to check your page speed. And it also will tell you which images are like not optimized, or it'll say this image is really big. It lets you know what, which images are like not optimized. Um, again, this is, you can go to just search like page speed, Google page speed, and this will come up, but this is the URL and it's linked in the checklist. So, okay. Um, this is what it looks like. So when you go to page speed, it will tell you, Hey, this image, it will tell you, Hey, this is what size the image is. Um, you could save like your page speed could be a little bit faster if you made it a little smaller. So it'll tell you exactly what your, um, what images need to be like resized. Okay, so how can you resize your images? Obviously you can use Photoshop if you want, but you can also use your preview if you have an Apple or a MacBook. Um, Canva resizes, and then there's also Pick Resize is another one. Um, here is a, a quick way to do it on your preview. You pull up, just double click on the image, adjust size, and you can change the size to whatever you want. Um, you don't, you wanna try to stay below 1200 pixels wide or 1200 pixels um, in height too. You wanna stay like under that. Um, a full resolution image is, can be really big. It can be anywhere from 2500 pixels to 4000 and on. So you just want to make sure, especially because we shoot a lot of times full resolution, and that's usually what we have on our computer. So just make sure that you are paying attention when you upload them. Okay, once you've resized your images, then you can compress them too. Um, you can do that by this website, which is shortpixel.com, and it compresses the images a little bit more and doesn't you don't lose like the integrity of it. Okay, the next thing that we are going to do is you want to make sure that you are, oops, you want to make sure that you are um, optimizing your images with a description. So this is, um, this is a WordPress website. So you can see, so if your website is not a WordPress, this might look a little bit different. Um, but there's different ways to do it and you want to make sure that you are doing it with all of your images on all of your websites. So this is the alt text and I'm pretty sure all, um, websites have this feature and this is where you are going to put some of your keywords in there. So for example, you can go and this, the reason why you want to do this and why this is important is sometimes people will search on Google for something and they will search images. And so you wanna make sure that you are optimizing with some of your keywords. So in the description, this is for um, like the like seeing impaired. And so you wanna make sure that you put in the description in the description part. So that is the description of the image, but in the alt text, those are your keywords. So this is a good place that you can put like specific keywords. So if you take a picture of a high school senior and this would be a good place where you could put even her high school or location, especially because you're photographers, you're all location based. 
this is a good place for you to put in those keywords. You can even put, this is a great place to put even like the best, something you might not necessarily want to put on your website, but what people are searching. You could put the best high school senior photographer in Houston, Texas, or something like that. But you want to make sure that you're optimizing all your images. By default, a lot of times this alt text might be your client's name because you export it that way and upload it. So make sure that you, if you're blogging it or you're putting it on your website, you want to make sure that you go in and you say, you change the alt text to keywords. Okay. The next thing is optimizing your URLs. After choosing a domain name, optimizing the URLs for your page is the next SEO step. So SEO for your page URLs is important because keywords and URL are ranking factors and short and descriptive URLs can help. So again, this is a WordPress. Um, sometimes by website, so you need to check this, but sometimes by default, your URLs might be like the date or a number. You want to make sure that it is going to be, um, it's going to be like, the, if, you're, if it's a blog, you want to make sure that it's like the title of the page. So for example, so in WordPress, you come into WordPress and it, you're going to go to settings, permalinks is where you go is what it's called and you want to make sure that it is the post name um so for example if you are blogging it the post name would be like the title so here you can see here's some of the defaults sometimes it puts in the date um sometimes it puts in just weird numbers you want to make sure that it is always the post name um with that being said and i made this mistake when i was a high school senior photographer is a lot of times we want to, when we blog a session, we just put their name. That doesn't help your SEO. You wanna make sure that the title is like a keyword. So you wanna put in there for sure like location. So you can put in there Houston, Texas, high school senior photographer, and then you can put their name if you want, but you, have, you wanna make sure that you're using keywords that people are searching for because this helps. Um, okay. Another, okay, so the next thing is using metadata um, in your blog post and on your different web pages. So what is metadata? So a metadata or meta description um, is an element that describes and summarizes the contents of your page for the benefit of users in search engine. So for example, if you are Googling something and it's this brief description, so it'll say, it, it kind of just says what I do. So your metadata is you want to have metadata for every page and you want to optimize and, and mix up your keywords too. You, it doesn't have to be the same for all of them. So where do we do the metadata? Again, I'm sorry, I'm going to WordPress, but you can go on pages. Um, there, if you have a WordPress um, website, I like the plugin and that I use is called, and I always get it mixed up. It's Yoast SEO or SEO Yoast. I can't remember, but it's Yoast. Search for Yoast and you can use that plugin. And it kind of walks you through and make sure that you're optimized. But it is, this is what it will look like. It'll give you a prompt and say, where do you put your description? Every website has this information. You just have to find it. Squarespace, Wix, all of these um, different websites, they all have the meta description. So make sure that if you can't find it right away, find out where it is and make sure that you are putting in the meta description because that's gonna help you with your SEO. Okay, so um, 
use research target keywords in your meta description. Make sure that they are hyper relevant to the content on each page. Again, do one for each page. So if you have different categories, like even if you are a high school senior photographer and say you do branding photo shoots too, make sure that your metadata is talking about all those keywords that have to do with like branding photography or high school senior. If you like do sports, try to include those words in there. Um, never use the, again, I talked about this, but never use the same meta description across your whole site. So each page should have a different meta description. Um, communi communicate benefits and urgency. Compel users to click to showing them value and appealing to the emotion. So make sure that you're thoughtful in your metadata and make it intriguing that people, they read the brief description and they click on it. So you could even do like a little cliffhanger too and get people to click on it. Okay, Whew, we're getting through these. We're on number seven. So, okay. The next one that we are going to talk about is page speed. So I think a lot of times we, when we think of SEO, we we always go back to like keywords, but there are different levels of SEO. There's like technical, there is like um, ways that you can link. There's so many different like layers of SEO, but your page speed is one that affects your SEO. Google will punish you or penalize you, I guess not punish you, but penalize you if your page speed loads really slow. And I don't know about you, but even as a user, when people's web pages load really slow, I don't have the patience and I'm like, oh my gosh, come on, like their web page is loading really slow. So you wanna make sure that you are um, making sure that your web page is like has good web speed. So page speed is a direct ranking factor. Speed can also affect rankings indirectly by increasing the bounce rate and reducing dwell time. So just going over SEO a little bit, what bounce, I'm gonna go over like a few vocabulary words in here, but like your bounce rate means like when people go to your website, how fast do they leave the website? So if somebody comes to your website and then they leave right away, you're gonna have like not a good bounce rate because people leave really quick you the goal of seo is the longer people are on your website the better your seo is going to perform because it's telling google that what is on there is relevant and people are interested in it and that's going to improve your seo so you want to make sure people stay on your website as long as possible that's going to help your seo okay um okay so how do you check page speed. Here's the URL. It's linked in the checklist, but you can also just Google like Google page speed and this will come up and it will um, it'll have you put in your URL and it will run a test for you and it will tell you um, if you have like any errors in there. Okay. So what are things that can affect page speed? Um, connection speed, um, how fast it's like it's you know, like if it's taking like a long time to connect, that can affect your page speed. Um, your server or hosting company, it could be an issue with them. You could be getting your website hosted by a hosting company and they're having issues and it's like bogging down your website. Um, I know some hosting companies are 
um, like good for certain websites, like a basic website, others, if you have more content on there, you might need to look into like a hosting company, but those could be things that are slowing your, your page speed down. So you need to just like be mindful of those. Um, your file types and sizes. So we talked about that when you have really big files, really big images, which we are all guilty of as photographers, it's going to slow your website down. Um, so you want to make sure that you are checking the file types and sizes of your images. The other thing is plugins. Um, plugins are like, I, I kind of compare plugins to, they are like apps for your website and they, they give you different features. So sometimes the, um, sometimes it like the plugins break or they need to be updated and it can like really slow down your website. So sometimes when we're creating a website, we want all these like really cool, like bells and whistles and all these cool things. But sometimes those plugins can like slow down your website and it's not worth it to, if it's going to affect your SEO. So just be mindful of that. Um, uh, your browser, sometimes like I, sometimes I have different issues with like Safari can sometimes like my website can be slow on. So I will like switch over to um, like Chrome because it's a little faster. So different websites perform differently on different browsers and it's it kind of stinks because it's like out of our control, but it could be affecting like the page speed. So just be mindful of that. Um, okay, uh, PC cache. So basically what that is, is all websites, um, some are automatic and some you have to manually do but check into it and basically that is just anytime there's changes it's like your trash can on your computer you know sometimes if you feel like your computer's low you might have to empty your trash that's what it is for websites sometimes you have to go in and make sure that your cache is being emptied or that you have a plugin that automatically does it for you and then traffic volume which this is not the worst problem to have right but if you are getting a lot of traffic it can slow down your website so again, your hosting company can, can help you with that if you are getting a lot of traffic. Okay, moving on to mobile optimization. Okay, I'm so guilty of this because I will do my website, I create my website or I do a blog or I do something on my website and I forget to check on my mobile. And um, we're all human, right? We can't do everything. But sometimes what we do on our website, it doesn't translate over to mobile. And you have to realize like a, a majority, I don't know a majority of people, but a lot of people are looking on their mobile. Um, I am, I like to be on my computer just cause like I'm old and I'm blind and I like to see the big picture, but a lot of people do look and on their website. And if you're dealing with high school seniors, pretty sure that they are looking on their phone. So make sure that you are making, that you are checking to make sure that it looks good on a mobile phone. Um, there's been times where people would say like, hey, I was looking at your blog and it would be like one letter. Each like line only had one letter and it was like this huge long thing because I hadn't formatted it. So just make sure that you are double checking. On a website, you'll see it's called responsive and you can click and see the different, um, what it looks like on a cell phone or a tablet or desktop. Um, I'm going to show you another tool to use, but make sure that you are checking all three of those and making sure that it looks good because you can be penalized if it is not mobile friendly. Um, mobile optimization is the process of ensuring that visitors who access your site from mobile devices have an experience optimized for the device. So just make sure that it looks good on your mobile. Um, I really like this website 
Um, even when I'm doing my own website and say I'm doing something and I'll, I'll check on my mobile to see, sometimes it even looks different than when I'm on my website and I'm looking on the cell phone. So I just kind of like to double check, but I love this website. It's really cool. And again, it's linked in the, um, it's linked in the checklist and I'll put the checklist in the comments on, in the Facebook group. But, um, what this does is it, you go to this website and it has literally like every single mobile device you can think of. And it shows you what your website will look like on different devices. So that's really cool. Okay. Moving on. So inbound, outbound, and eternal, internal links. So linking out to relevant content helps to strengthen the, the topical signals of your web page and helps to add context for Google to understand your site better. So it really benefits. First, I'm going to first talk about like external like links. So external links, it, um, it when you link to other websites that are good websites and trustworthy websites, it's going to help your SEO. So for example, that's why it benefits if you are like, if you're working with vendors or even you have like products, like say you use White House or you use Photo Flash Drive or something and you wanna talk about the products and you link to their website, it helps with your SEO one and it also like, it helps like with your traffic. So make sure that you are like tagging externally to other places. If you are location-based, um, you can tag to, you know, like if, say you shoot at like an apple orchard or something and they have a website, like it's going to benefit you to link to their website. Um, internal uh, linking, the reason that you want to do this is it keeps people on your website longer. So for example, if you wanted to write, say you're, you're, you're blogging a session and you blog it and it's say you do best friends or you do sisters or something you can say oh i recent like oh it seems like yesterday i was just photographing the senior sister and you and you can link them to another blog of say the sister the reason why you want to do that is it keeps people on your website longer so they might um go and like oh i'm going to go look at her stuff and it's going to help your your um, seo because that's going to help your like the dwelling time people are on your website longer so it benefits by linking them to other like pages on your website. Um, another thing is external links, getting people to link to you. Now this can be a little bit more challenging, um, but there's ways that you can do that. If you are a member of your chamber of commerce or you, um, and they put your website on their website, it's gonna help your SEO. Um, make sure that all your, your websites are on all social media platforms because Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, they're all um, trustworthy websites and it's going to help like your SEO. But look for more. Look for opportunities to maybe um, blog for somebody. I um, have done blog posts for some of the vendors that I use, like Photo Flash Drive or um, different forums that have websites. And then make sure that they you're asking and requesting them to link back to your website. Uh, it's going to help if you do work at a specific school and maybe they have a blog or something. If they link to your website, all those things are going to help your SEO. Those are considered external links and they're going to help your SEO. So make sure that you do those. Yelp is another one. There's a few different ones you can do. Um, so what are 
ways that you can do this. I'm just going to mention a few brand mentions. Again, if you can get people to mention you, that's awesome. Um, guest posting, asking people if you can write or contribute to their blog. Bio link tools, um, that's like, um, like Linktree in your Instagram. There's different things where you can like just get your, your URL in different places. So that's going to help your SEO forums, social networking, um, repurposing your content, meaning, um, you know, like you, you write for somebody or you put your content out somewhere else or on different platforms. Um, and then you link them back to your website. Newsletters, again, um, this is going to help you with your newsletter and like link your, your blog or your website. It's going to help you to get more traffic and to help your SEO. Okay. But back to like working on our, like our website here. Um, social, let's talk about social media. So consider placing your social media icons near the bottom of your page. When you place them near the top, you take the risk of having visitors click on the icons to check out your social media. They get distracted and they don't return back to your website. So think about it. I, I think about like your own, your own like behaviors and patterns. You will go to somebody's website. Oh, they're on Instagram or Facebook. If there is a platform you're on, you click off and you don't come back. So you can either put them on the bottom or on the side, but try to avoid ever putting your social media um, links on the top because you want people to stay on your website as long as possible. So, okay, so bonus tips. Make sure that your website is user-friendly. Um, I know there's like all these bells and whistles and there's so many amazing things you can do with your website, but you want to make sure that people can navigate through your website. Think of who your ideal audience is. Um, I remember like years ago and I was working with a web designer when we had our photography magazine and they were putting together this, like, it was awesome. Like all these pictures, like you would scroll over them and, and this was probably like 10 years ago. So keep that in mind. But I, I felt so overwhelmed and confused and I couldn't navigate through the website. And you have to remember who your ideal audience is. Um, you're a senior photographer, so you could do a few more like bells and whistles and make it a little bit more techie, but you're also, you're also targeting parents too. So just be mindful and make sure that your, um, your website is user-friendly and it's easy to navigate. It's easy to find things. Make sure that you have your navigation bar at the top of every single page so people know how to get back. Um, you also want to have like a call to action on every page. Walk them through what is the next step. They see your portfolio. Is it book a consult? Is it get my pricing? Whatever it is, you want to like walk them through everything. So here are the, what I was just talking about, but menu bars at the top of each page include a call to action on each page. Try telling stories. Um, you want to keep people intrigued and on there. Again, I think as photographers, a lot of times we want to like default to just showing beautiful imagery because that's what sells, you know, we're selling, that's our product that we're selling, but, um, make sure that you are like using those keywords. Um, include testimonials. People want to see um, like testimonials. If you can, it's really powerful when you get testimonials, if you can show an actual like a person or a picture of that person. So get a testimonial from one of like your seniors and then have it next to this amazing picture of them. Um, you can even go even further for SEO if you are location-based and you can even put like their high school 
or their, um, their town if you work in multiple towns. If you don't feel comfortable doing that and it's a privacy issue, um, you could also do that on like the alt text too is a good place of the images and putting like location-based or high schools. Um, email opt-in. This is a whole other training, but grow your email list. It is so important. And you're really leaving money on the table if you do not have an email list because you can come back and market some of your past clients. Um, this is kind of aside from websites, but one of the things I used to do because I did high school seniors is I would have an email list and I would target them at the end of the school year and um, do like mini sessions for family portraits because their kids were going away to school or, hey, it's time to order like announcements, but it's a really good opportunity to um, market your business and, and get more money off of your, your clients. So, okay, I am going to um, open it for Q&A. See, I'm going to scroll and see if anybody has any questions. Does anybody have any questions that they want to know? People are just asking if it's going to be recorded. Here is the link um, right here for you can get like the checklist of all of the URLs that I have linked for um, the website. So do we have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Um, another thing that I didn't mention in here too is adding the Facebook pixel to your website and um, you can Google it. There's tons of tutorials and I have one too on my YouTube page on how to add that. Um, adding the pixel, it, it just, it, what it does is it's just a little bit of code. You can't see it on your website, but it gathers information. So if you decide in the future that you want to run like Facebook ads, it starts gathering information the second the pixel is there. So you could do a retargeting ad with your Facebook, with Facebook ads. And you could tell Facebook, hey, I want you to um, target people who have visited my website or people that are similar to people who have um, visited my website. So that's another thing that you could add that is really helpful. So, all right, do we have any questions? I'm looking in the live chat. I don't know if there is a delay, but that is what I have for you guys. Um, Again, if you have any questions, I'll put the link to in um, in the comment section so you can link on that to get the checklist. But I think that is what I have. So thank you guys. Um, reach out to me if you have any questions and I'm happy to help. Okay, have a great day.